More serious side effects, we could have things like an anaphylactic allergic reaction. That's not something I've ever seen, and I've been doing this job for well, 14 years or so now, and I hate to think how many vaccines I've administered. I've never seen that. Vaccinations, vaccinations, vaccinations. It's a really common question that I get here on the podcast. And today I'm talking about which vaccines your dog actually needs, how often they might need them, and whether you need to be worried about the side effects. Welcome to Call the Vet, the show that answers all your dog and cat questions so they can live healthier, happier lives. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 66 of the Call the Vet show. I'm Dr. Alex. I'm a veterinarian and I'm here to answer any question that you have about your dog's health or about your cat's health, whether it's keeping them healthy in the first place or whether it's dealing with a condition, a disease, an illness, an injury that they might be suffering from. So if you've not listened before and that sounds like something that you're interested in and I hope it is, then make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcasting app so you don't miss out on any future question. You could even get your question answered as well by submitting it over at callthevet.org. So whatever it is, just go to callthevet.org, submit your question, and I could be featuring it on an upcoming episode. And as I said at the very beginning, today's question is all about vaccinations, and it really is a very common question or topic that I get asked about, and understandably so. I mean, vaccinations, they really are the cornerstone of a healthy dog, cat, and I'd argue human as well. They really are important, but we don't want to get carried away. We don't want to vaccinate more than we need to. We don't want to vaccinate against unnecessary diseases that simply don't pose any kind of significant risk to your pet. And then when we get into the side effects of vaccination, you know, there's a whole load of horror stories online or that you might hear about. And it can be quite difficult to separate the fact from fiction. But that's what I'm going to attempt to do today. But before I get into that, as I say, vaccines really are essential. And they are just one of my five topics that I discuss in my free guide, which is called Pet Health Essentials. And this guide gives you actionable steps to take that you can take, that any pet owner can take to optimise your pet's health so that they can live a happy, comfortable and full life. So you can get this free guide simply by heading over to ourpetshealth.com slash guide and downloading it today. So I'd encourage you to do that. But for now, let's get into today's show. And we've got Remy to thank for today's question. So thanks for submitting it uh, today, Remy. And uh, Remy wrote, I have a three-year-old pit bull and I'm taking her to get the shots done. She's only had one shot of the main vaccine when she was a year old. Is it safe for me to go and get the other shots she needs done? If so, what shots would she need? I don't want the vaccines to harm her or to make her super sick. So Remy's got some really common concerns. And like I say, these are things that I get asked about quite a lot and quite rightly so, because vaccines, while being very important, they can potentially cause side effects and they can potentially be quite severe. Um, And we just don't want to do unnecessary things that comes with any kind of intervention, any kind of health care, any kind of management strategy. If it's not needed, then why bother doing it, even if the risk is only very, very small? So Let's start off by talking about the additional vaccines that Remy's dog might need. 
And really, it's impossible for me to say, Remy, without knowing an awful lot more about where you're living and the lifestyle that your dog is living, because the the additional vaccines, we call them our non-core vaccines. And another way of thinking about them is lifestyle vaccines. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not serious and they can absolutely be serious and they can be fatal diseases. So they're still very important. But if they're not in your area, or if your dog isn't living a lifestyle that means that they're going to be exposed to them, then we don't need to worry about them. So some of the non-core vaccines that we think about when it comes to dogs, um, kennel cough is a big one, leptospirosis, Lyme disease, um, rabies may also be considered non-core as well. Um, and, and really, you know, depends on what's going on where you are so kennel cough if your dog is exercising with lots of other dogs if they're running around the dog park um you know if everyone's taking their their dogs to the same place after work and they're coming into contact with lots of dogs um you know that's one risk area and there's certainly a push to change the name from kennel cough to canine cough because it's not just kennels that dogs will contract this condition it is where there's high numbers of dogs so kennels are the classic situation but um or the classic location but it can be anywhere uh, where lots of dogs are coming together. So that could also be the grooming parlour. It could be uh, doggy daycare, the pet sitter um, or your dog walker, uh, you know, if there's lots of different dogs coming together. So kennel cough is one, you know, probably the most common one. Leptospirosis. Now, that's another big one. Now, where that is in your area in your country or just your local state or whatever then leptospirosis is often considered a core vaccine because it is kind of everywhere although we think it's spread in primarily in rodent urine and in stagnant water it can be in puddles it can be uh you know on on in, on city streets and in urban areas as well so there is a, definitely a risk and if that is in your area then it may be that that's considered a core vaccine by your vet depending again on the lifestyle that they that your pet's leading um and depending on the number of cases that they're seeing maybe and you know how common and how widespread it is Lyme disease is another one now Lyme disease is a disease that's spread by ticks uh, and there's ways that we can actually reduce the risk other than vaccination so with tick control and there's various different products about that and I'll leave some links to those uh, those discussions about what products and other strategies there are in the show notes so make sure you check that out and you can get that at callthevet.org um, but Lyme disease is a disease that is spreading as well so with climate change we are getting a, a change in where our ticks and where our other parasites, uh, where our other vectors are kind of the things that transmit disease are living and able to survive. And yeah, Lyme disease is one of these that is spreading. So it's in kind of all states in the US, I believe. Um, it's spreading north. So it's into a lot of Canada now. Um, the UK is uh, kind of getting an increase in the prevalence of Lyme disease as well. So it's definitely something to be aware of. And then rabies. Now, Rabies is clearly a very, very serious condition. Not only is it 100% fatal to our pets, if we get bitten by a rabid animal and we're not vaccinated already or we don't receive treatment immediately, uh, then it's fatal to us as well. So it's that serious. Now, if rabies is in your area, in your country, then clearly that's going to be considered a core vaccine. But for example, if you're in the UK, which is rabies free and you're wanting to travel to Europe um, and then bring your pet back into the UK, they need to be vaccinated against rabies. So it's not a core vaccine in the UK, but if you're planning on traveling, then it's a, a, 
an extra that you're going to need to have for your dog to go with you on holiday although clearly at the current time that's not going to be an issue but hopefully things will be coming under control and we'll be able to resume some kind of normality with our lives so that rabies is one thing to consider as well the bottom line is that you need to discuss this with your vet when you go in for your normal vaccinations and they will talk you through the the potential disease risks that your dog might face uh, and talk about which vaccines may be most appropriate for them. So definitely have a chat with your vet. You know, they're going to know what the disease incidence is in your city, in your state, in your country and help you make that decision. Now, the next thing to think about once we've kind of decided which vaccines we need to give, is how often do we need to give them? So um, Remy's dog had her main core vaccines, and that's against distemper, uh, parvovirus, adenovirus, which is infectious hepatitis. Um, and that actually then lasts for three years. If we give that vaccine over a year of age or even over six months of age, that will then last. A single vaccine should then last for at least three years. So that's definitely something to consider. So Remy's dog probably won't need that vaccine again. Now, when we think about puppy vaccines, we give a course of vaccines. So we give a course of typically it's three vaccines starting at six to eight weeks of age. Um, the second one at about 10 to 12 weeks of age and the final one at 16 weeks or a little bit older. And the reason that we do that is not because it takes that number of vaccines for a dog to become immune, but because we're dealing with a drop off in maternal antibodies now that sounds pretty complicated but basically what happens when a puppy's born they um, drink some colostrum which is the first milk and they get a whole load of antibodies um, which is kind of their mother's immunity included in that colostrum they then last for a poorly defined period of time in some dogs those antibodies are, those antibody levels are going to drop below protective levels by the time an individual is eight weeks in others it's going to take up until 16 weeks before those levels drop in others still it might even be a little bit longer but they're definitely very much the minority and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a vaccine at a time when the levels have dropped without leaving a puppy exposed and vulnerable to these diseases for a significant length of time because make no mistake these are killer diseases and if you've ever seen a puppy with parvovirus um, or distemper or infectious hepatitis thankfully that's not something that i've ever seen um, because vaccine is incredibly effective but these are really horrible horrible fatal diseases so that's where why we're striking the balance between vaccinating puppies that number of times when it comes to an older animal a single vaccine will provide the immunity we need and then it lasts for at least three years and i say at least three years because that's kind of the guaranteed length of time it may be in some animals it lasts for five years maybe it lasts for seven years there's even a possibility that in some individuals it will last for life but we don't know that for certain and we certainly can't say that for every individual now when it comes to deciding whether your dog needs to be vaccinated or not we can just go with that normal three-year interval which is absolutely fine or we can think about getting teeter tests done and that what that does is it measures the antibody levels in the blood i remember antibodies are a uh, uh, part of the body's immune system that help fight any infection if we've got high antibodies then we can almost safely 100% assume that an animal is completely immune there is exceptions to that and there is an area of kind of uncertainty within any test that we give nothing is a hundred percent if the antibody levels though are low when we do a teeter test 
we can think, well, maybe our pet isn't immune and so we can give the vaccine there. Now, I say maybe they aren't immune because there's a whole lot of other things within the immune system that means that low antibody levels might not mean at all that a pet is vulnerable to these infections. Again, I discuss these in more details over on a separate post and I'll link that in the show notes as well. But by and large, we tend to say that we have our puppy course of vaccination. So the three vaccinations finishing at 16 weeks, we'll then give a next one at somewhere between six months and a year of age or a year later. Um, and then it'll be every three years or so after that. With our lifestyle vaccines are non-core vaccines they are typically given every year rabies is an exception there are three uh, vaccines that can be given every three years there but that also is going to depend on any legal requirements so if you're in the states there's going to be a legal requirement for you to get your pet uh, vaccinated against rabies and that will specify uh, the interval that needs to be uh, that needs to be completed in now the final part of um, remy's question was about side effects now side effects you know, they, they are a real risk. They are a, a credible threat, if you like, but we don't want to overplay them because really vaccines are very, 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 very safe. Serious side effects are incredibly rare. Now, we do get side effects and they can be quite common in puppies especially but mostly they are lethargy um, so the pup's a bit tired they may be a little bit off their food but no treatments needed and they're back to normal in 24 to 48 hours or so so that is by far and away the most common side effects if anything happens at all and I'd say they're still very much in the minority of dogs that are affected and cats are the same as well more serious side effects we can have things like an anaphylactic allergic reaction that's not something i've ever seen and i've been doing this job for well, 14 years or so now and i hate to think how many vaccines i've administered i've never seen that so it is a potential risk but we've got to be realistic about the the likelihood of that happening to our pet. Now, I've got several other posts that talk more about vaccine side effects if you want to jump into those in more detail. You can also listen to podcast episode number six where I discuss it in more detail, detail as well. So head back into the archives when I think the show was also called the Dr. Alex Answers Show. So um, yeah, that's a little bit of a blast from the past. But I hope that answers your question, um, Remy. Uh, yeah, talk to your vet when you go and see them for the main shots to decide which vaccines are most appropriate for your dog and how often they need to be given. And yes, we need to be aware of side effects. Yes, there's going to be some individuals that unfortunately do suffer from side effects, but they really are very much in the minority. And we must never forget how serious these diseases are that we're vaccinating against. And there's nothing worse than a dog becoming unwell from a vaccine preventable disease, at least in my book anyway. Get your questions answered at callthevet.org. So that's it for today's show. Remember to check out those links in the show notes if you want to dive into this topic in much more detail. You can also get that free guide that discusses vaccinations, but also a lot of other actionable steps that every pet owner can take to really make sure that their pet is living their best life possible. And you can get that over at ourpetshealth.com slash pet care guide. And when you've downloaded that, I'd love you to do me just one small little tiny favor and that would be to share this podcast with three of your pet owning friends or family to help me spread the word and to help me help more pets live their best life possible so thank you in advance for doing that i really appreciate you helping me get the word out and until next time i'm dr alex this is the call the vet show take care you've been listening to call the vet 
Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of the show that answers all of your pet questions.